Minister, just one thing. I wonder if I might crave your momentary indulgence in order to discharge a by no means disagreeable obligation, which has over the years become more or less established practice within government circles as we approach the terminal period of the year, come, of course, not financial. <laughs> in fact, not to put too fine a point on it, week 51. And submit to you, with all appropriate deference for your consideration at a convenient juncture, a sincere and sanguine expectation, indeed confidence. Indeed, one might go so far as to say hope that the aforementioned period may be, at the end of the day, when all relevant factors have been taken into consideration, susceptible of being deemed to be such as to merit a final verdict of having been by no means unsatisfactory in its overall outcome, and, in the final analysis, to give grounds for being judged on mature reflection to have been conducive to generating a degree of gratification which will be seen in retrospect <laughs> to have been significantly higher than the general average. <laughs> What's he talking about? <laughs> well, Minister, I think Sir Humphrey just wanted to crave your momentary indulgence in order to discharge a by no means disagreeable. <laughs> all right, all right, Bernard. Hum Humphrey, at the end of the day, Minister, all these things being... Just, just to... Get... Yes, Minister. Are you saying Happy Christmas? <laughs> yes, Minister. This is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark Your sweat soaking through the floor And buried in your bones There's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath Stealing your mind And all that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you Running at you It's only this moment, don't care what can gather Your fever dream, can't you see? Getting closer Just surrender cause you feel the feeling taking over It's fire, it's freedom, it's flooding open It's a picture in the pulpit and your blood devotion There's something breaking at the brick of every wall It's holding all that you know So tell me, do you want
Season's greetings, cabbies and cabets, and for reasons of inclusivity, everybody in between and on the peripheral, and that includes cabbies who moonlighted as hairdressers throughout lockdown, and I think that just about covers everybody. Hello everyone. Lenny the Pen here, just like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and a healthy and possibly wealthy 2022. Hello Myrna, hello Sean, it's Terry the Cab, just ringing up to wish everyone a happy Christmas and a prosperous new year. I think we all deserve one, I think after the last 18 months we've had, probably the last 10 years, um, it's good to see us busy, it's good to have some good news, it's good to see the tide turning, so I'm very upbeat, very positive for 2022, everyone should be, um, and all that's left really is just to wish everyone a happy Christmas. See you all soon. Hi, this is Trevor Merrills, the General Secretary of the United Cabbies Group, the UCG, and part of the steering committee of the UTAG, just to take this opportunity to wish every one of you and your families a Merry Christmas and a prosperous new year. We are here, 2021, well at the end of 2021, and this year has been a pretty mixed bag, some good, some bad, but when all is said and done, we finished the year doing pretty good business, didn't we? Now I understand there are underlying factors to the reasons why we did good business, and some of that is good, 
and some of it is bad and that will have to be tackled in 2022. Well, in fact, it should have been tackled much sooner. But I'm not going to go there because it is Christmas. And we did finish the year for the last three or four months doing good business. And it's a completely different job, isn't it? When you're doing good business, you feel better in yourselves. Mental health is better. But it also encourages us to be more benevolent, by which I mean it's easier to give generous concessions like trips to Great Ormond Street, for example. Now, I know there are cabbies out there, independent of the economic environment, will always give free trips to Great Ormond Street. What I'm saying is it just makes it easier to be generous when business is good. And none more so than Remembrance Sunday. Poppy Cabs this year saw an unprecedented number of taxi drivers volunteer their service to transport military veterans to and from their destination. And there was a time, wasn't there, that I thought maybe that service would diminish somewhat alongside fewer and fewer veterans attending that event. But of course, that doesn't happen because the day honours military service men and women from all conflicts. And so that event remains as robust as ever. And in fact, this year was even more poignant because of a charity known as Scotty's Little Soldiers. And in addition to looking after World War II veterans, Poppy Cabs also supported 90 family members who attended the parade from Scotty's Little Soldiers. The charity was founded by Nicky Scott, who supports bereaved children of military servicemen and women, and cabbies drove them around the capital in their iconic black cabs, didn't they? And this is what Nicky Scott had to say. Hi, Nikki here from Scotty's Little Soldiers. I just wanted to say a massive thank you to you all for providing and driving poppy cabs on Sunday for Scotty's. Um, Scotty's is a very special charity that was set up in memory of my husband Lee after he was killed in Afghanistan in 2009. I set it up because I very quickly realised that there was very limited support available to bereaved forces children um, after trying to find some support for our two young children, Kai and Brooke. Remembrance is a really emotional time of year for bereaved forces families, but for the children and young people to be able to come together and march in honour of their mum or their dad was just amazing and so special. For them to be able to see the support from the public is really important and it really helps them to remember that they're not alone and people haven't forgotten the sacrifice their parent or their family have made. You guys at Poppy Cabs really helped to make that experience so memorable for our families and we just can't thank you enough for that. We've had some really lovely feedback from the families from um, the conversations that you guys had in the cabs with them to being shown some of the sights of London and the special little gifts um, that you provided. It just made the day um, really, really, really special um, and all our families felt so well looked after. So thank you so, so much. We'll be back again at the parade next year so we hope to see you all again then. Take care. Bye. Another charity that has done remarkably well this year, well, they always do brilliantly, is the Taxi Charity for Military Veterans. A couple of years ago, they won the National Lottery Award for Best Charity. And earlier this year, the charity was awarded the prestigious Queen's Award for Voluntary Service which celebrates the outstanding work of local volunteer groups across the UK. It is also the equivalent of being awarded an M 
FBE. And only this month, amidst stiff competition, they won the James E. Smith Special Recognition Award. The award is given to a person, group or charity that has worked on a particular project for at least 15 years, overseeing the highs and lows that come with such a time and achieved some outstanding results that others continue to benefit from today. So that is brilliant news. And I've got to say, we have to catch up with Francis sometime in the new year and get an update on what is happening with the taxi charity. But to be quite honest, I've been putting it off because anybody who knows Frances knows that she's from the rough end of town and rather than say hello to you, she'd smack you in the face. And anybody that does actually know Frances knows that is so far removed from the truth, it's unbelievable. So, yes, we'll have to be catching up with her. She's the vice president after all and under her tutelage, the taxi charity is doing amazing things. And until then... She very kindly left us this message. Thank you very much, Sean, uh, for giving me the chance to wish all my friends and colleagues uh, in the cab trade and in the taxi charity for military veterans a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's been a pretty bloody year again. I think that with any luck, things have picked up for everyone in, in every possible way. I hope that people's health are, is feeling much improved. And all I can say is, please let us look forward to a much better 2022. Let's hope that there'll be plenty of work and even better if possible, plenty of fun for everyone. Um, I'd also, on a personal level, like to say that there are a number of cab drivers who know who they are, who've really done extra little favours for me, especially during lockdown. Uh, there are people who've rung up uh, to make sure that I was okay. People who have offered to pick things up for me or do little deliveries or whatever when, when we were locked down quite badly. Um, and I'll never forget that. I'd just like to thank you all very much indeed. So let's please look forward to 2022 and I hope and wish and pray that it's a great year for us all. Thanks very much, Sean. Thanks. It's Christmas. Get up, have a mince pie and a glass of mulled wine and indulge yourself in listening to London Taxi Radio's Christmas 2021 special. Another two phenomenal ambassadors for the taxi trade are Darren Parr and John Delane, two Cabbies do Kilimanjaro originals. 
and two years ago they scaled the dizzying heights of Mount Kilimanjaro to get fit and raise money for the taxi charity for military veterans. And this year they are back after a short delay to tackle not one, but two mountains where they'll join other cabbies to tackle the tallest freestanding mountain in the world. And I happened to bump into them. Well, I didn't bump into them. I arranged to meet them because they're in quite high demand and their training schedule is full on. But I wanted to know about their desires and their fears and what made them come to the crazy idea of tackling not one, but two mountains. Good morning, fellas. Well done on your interview on BBC Radio London this morning. Uh, Jason Rosam, he coined a phrase he calls you the climbing cabbies. <laughs> now, you mean a lot more than that to me. You're great ambassadors for the trade, but it does have a point, doesn't it? You are the climbing cabbies. 2019, you summited Kilimanjaro, but this year you've chosen not one, but two mountains. I can only assume you must have been drunk when you decided <laughs> that. How did that come about? Um, basically, when you climb Kilimanjaro, after a day, day and a half, you're above the clouds and the only thing you can see is the head of Mount Maru, the peak coming out of the clouds. That's all you can see, clouds and Mount Maru. So it's every day you're getting higher, you're just Maru, that's all you can see. So after we finished the climb, I mean, we were obviously really exhausted, but a day after, we want to do something next. And we, we had such a good time in Tanzania and the people were really good to us that we wanted to go back and it wasn't no point going back and just doing the same thing again. So I came up with the idea of why don't we climb Maru first, then go to the base of Kili and get as many cab drivers to the top of Kili as possible. We, we, we had had a couple of Kili Manjaro yeah. beers. Yeah, we'd had a few beers by then. So we were not drunk, but we were, we were definitely tipsy. <laughs> now I know this has been put on hold for about 18 months, hasn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Um, so you must be supremely fit because of the extra time you've been given to train. Firstly, how is training going? And secondly, you're going with a team of about five other cabbies, aren't you? How important is it to have that team around you, both in training and actually climbing the mountain? Well, that's that's a really good point, and I'm really glad you, you brought it up. One of our main ethos has been to do it as a team. Having done it last year, we, we now realise how important it is to have uh, someone next year, uh, uh, you know, uh, a fellow climber who you know who you can relate to, because anyone who says Killy's easy, easy hasn't done it. it. It is a really tough thing to do. Sleeping in a tent every night, uh, although the porters are fantastic, the food they do up there is is out of this world considering where you are. It does get to you. I mean, it's tough every day, uh, and it, it, the, the fatigue does get to you. So it's very important, and, and just one thing that is really important is that you, you form like you, it's a two-man tent. So your, your 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 tent is a tent buddy. That doesn't mean that they're uh, they're going to bring you chocolate or read your stories at night. You you check each other when because we're at altitude, so you make sure they're not getting dizzy, you're not doing nothing, uh, and make sure they take their malarone tablets when you're down low. Make sure they're eating and drinking. That's really important. Uh, so we we've absolutely done our best. To, uh, to form a team and I've got to say this year uh, we're so pleased with how the, the, the team has come together and having three ladies in the team this year as we know 
uh, only just over two percent of taxi drivers in London are women, and to have sort of nearly fifty percent of our team this year being women is uh, is fantastic. And I've got to say, uh, Stella Wood, Lindsay Lockhart, and Sarah Tobias. You know what? They they are the strong ladies. A lot of people say they're going to do Kilimanjaro. Yeah. It's easy to say you're going to go and do it. You know, but there's a lot more. Uh, to, to doing it that even before you've even got there there's, there's a lot to do a lot you've got to sort out so uh, it, it's been the, the, the team are absolutely ready to go in, in during Covid obviously we was uh, uh, we'd, we'd, everyone's put a few pounds on here and there you know what I mean but the second Covid was lifted we was out to get back together again we did we was up to the Peak District you can't replicate what Killer's going to be like but the Peak District ain't a, a, a bad uh, a, a bad substitute so uh, we went up uh, and we done Kinder Scout which is uh, quite tough Great North Ridge Mam Tour uh, Five Edges and of course Box Hill which is a local yeah, one yeah, we can't yeah. do which is pretty tough I mean you say you can't replicate Mount Kilimanjaro is there any way you can train to cope with the altitude no no there's not there's no way you can because being at altitude, you could go in an altitude chamber, but you're only in there a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. To, to be acclimatised, to you've got to be there for days. So even if you went to, a, a, unless you were there days before, immediately before you went to Africa, where you were acclimatised, because if you went like a couple of months before yeah. in, a, in a chamber, it's, it's, you never know how your body's going to react. I mean, we did it last time. It was very difficult. Darren probably found the altitude a little bit tougher than me, but I still... Yeah. suffered with it but who knows this time we might react worse yeah. our bodies could react a lot differently i could be ill with it i might not make it you just never know how bad the altitude is going to affect you apparently it varies with cultures as well the tibetans don't really suffer from altitude yeah they're living at altitude yeah, yeah. that's and, right. and also if you're an ex-smoker it actually goes for you because oh, your really? body's used to performing with not so much blood in your yeah, oxygen yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, so I'd say uh, Victoria Pendleton wanted to do Everest with uh, Fogel, Ben Fogel, and she had to turn back at advanced really? break camp, and that's a, an Olympic sort of gold medalist. Well, that just goes to show, doesn't it? Now, last yeah. week you was invited to the Tanzanian High Commission. Uh, yeah. How was that? And, and it's, it would be fair to say that you're treated in quite high regard by the Tanzanian dignitaries, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, they, they do, they... They, they all follow us, they know exactly what we do. Um, to be honest, when we, when we go to Tanzania, we're a little bit like celebrities, really, because like, when we landed there last time, uh, we looked, looked out the left of the plane and they're all waiting for us, TV cameras, uh, dignitaries, like with medals around their necks, and they waited, we came off, they took us left, we didn't go through customs, they took us straight out, they had Maasai warriors waiting for us, we had to dance with them, and they they really made a big fuss of us. We went viral over there on their um, what was that? We went. You say it. Yeah. Well. When we went viral, what was that? About? Yeah, yeah, we went viral over there. <laughs> but you, you know what? I, I, the thing I want to say about that, John, it's it, it, it's lovely for us, but it's because of the London taxi trade. Yeah. 
they yeah. recognise the London taxi trade over there, uh, and and we we are we as as a trade, not us as a trade, we're held in very high regard, and everything we do with the Tanzanians uh, over there is is sort of spread. They, they it goes all, all over Africa, and then any videos we do and actually go on the aeroplanes, and it's that's shown around the world. So it's great like advertisement for promoting our trade, yeah. which is another sort of thing we we try to do. But as a group I mean it's, you're great ambassadors for Tanzania itself as well aren't you because you can sell Tanzania to all your passengers it's a fantastic it's country to go to though yeah, when, yeah. When we haven't even got to work at that when you go there and you see what they've got on offer there do you, I mean it's it, just something it's incredible it's really not hard I yeah. mean honestly I've been to South Africa I've been to Uganda Tanzania is the best it is a complete de- destination you know, Kilimanjaro is just a, a, something that's there, you know. But Safari, you've got uh, Kilwa Island. Uh, Gongoro Crater. It's a Serengeti. It's the best yeah, in the world. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. Every year it's voted the best safari yeah. destination in the world. And I mean, it, just get a glimpse of this. If they follow you on Facebook, go to the Facebook page, go to Instagram. They can just get a little bit of a look into what it is actually like, which is quite amazing. Yeah. Uh, now, I know that it's not just about getting fit, uh, which is a worthwhile in itself, isn't it? But it is also for a good cause. I know in 2019 you did it for the taxi charity of military veterans. Who and what is your focus this time round? So this time we're doing it for the London Taxi Charity for Children. A fantastic charity. We we love this charity. They've been going for over 90 years now. You know, well established. They're all volunteers. All the money goes to the kids, uh, and also uh, the, the the funding goes for recreational equipment, uh, technology, and mobility equipment for the kids. They were, during COVID, when they we couldn't do the South End tours and that, they was the food banks and and still helping people out. Uh, and we, we really do uh, hold them in high regard and we, it, it's a pleasure really to be associated with them. All right, now uh, I'll give a chance at the end to give all the details because it's a fantastic cause to get involved with uh, and to contribute if you can because it is a, a brilliant thing. But I've got Myrna who wants to give you three quick fire questions and she needs definitive answers. They're all relevant and they are there to determine whether you are ready whether you will be ready in February to go yeah. to Mount Kilimanjaro. No, okay, you're in Africa, you're vulnerable in Africa, and you're being eyed up either by a crocodile, a very hungry crocodile, or a very angry hippopotamus who's got an ingrowing toenail, she says. You have 30 meters head start. Which one would you stand the best chance of getting away from? Crocodile. Crocodile. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Crocodile. Bang on. Bang on. Apparently, crocodiles, their, their cardiovascular is shot after 30 <laughs> metres and they flake out. So, you've, uh, yeah, well, well on your way. Uh, secondly, and it's all relevant, remember, how many of each animal did Moses take with him onto the ark? He never. And he took any. It was Noah. Oh, that. <laughs> Should have asked me first, because Ella said two. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it. Uh, that's well, that's it. That's already two out of three. You're well on your way, aren't you? Well done, mate. <laughs> well done. That's really well done. I thought you were going to get... Oh, that's, that's it. You're too good, for, too good for us. 
Okay, right, you've uh, conquered Mount Maru. That's right, isn't it? You've conquered Mount Maru. You're joining the other cabbies at the Mount of Kilimanjaro. And you've got your sleeping bag, you've got your food, provisions, but you've come poorly dressed. So you're only wearing a singlet and a pair of seasonal totes toasties. <laughs> In percent, it's, it's all relevant. In percentile terms, right? What is your chance of summiting Mount Kilimanjaro? Is it 10% or 30%? You're poorly dressed in a singlet and totes toasties. I don't think you've got a chance, mate. <laughs> no, I would Absolute. say, I would say zero. Absolutely no, zero, Chalina. I don't know, I think you might, might be wrong there. Myrna says it's 30% because you're doing it for charity. Oh, right. So, and, <laughs> and she's not questioning your commitment or determination. So, so there you go. So that's it. Look, I have every faith in you. Uh, I'm going to follow you every step of the way and I suggest everybody else does because it's as exciting for us following your adventures as it is, I imagine, well nothing compares with doing it but it comes close. It is really great and I hope when you get back we'll be able to meet up and you'll be able to chat to us about definitely your Sean, Definitely, So yeah. they, if uh, cabbies want to contribute, where do they go? Uh, go to Just Giving and it's Cabbies Do Kilimanjaro at Just Giving page. All right, thank you very much. It's been brilliant talking to you, lads, and I look forward to talking to you when you get back. Take care. Lovely, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Singlet okay. and a pair mm-hmm. of toasties. <laughs> <laughs>
Still to come on the show, I'll be chatting to the desirable Katie Simmons from the Russell Square Cab Shelter, and she'll be telling me about this year's fundraising for the Albany Taxi Charity. I'll be hooking back up with Gary and Mark, the fellas from Cab Class. There's a real gem from Taxi Leaks' Jim Thomas, and the menopausal vegans, Myrna and Ursula, will be giving us their take on Christmas. But back in 2019, when everything was normal, there was this good old-fashioned Christmas by John Cox and Joe Cartwright. And if you didn't back then, you should do it now, because it is the best 79 pence you will ever spend.
okay i know that every cab driver in london is going to be really jealous because i'm in the back of my cab with the delicious the fiery and i don't even know if i can use those terms in the <laughs> yeah the delicious the fiery katie simmons from the russell square cab shelter and if i wasn't the other way inclined katie i'd give you a, a great big gypsy kiss right now you're too kind uh, but look i mean the cab shelter was closed for a long time how did you cope how did the cab shelter cope and how is it managing now out of lockdown um now's probably a little bit hit and miss it has picked up from what we originally had but we're all all the cab shelters are very lucky that we had the support of the cabman shelter funds during that period who supported each and every one of us um, to keep the huts going. I mean, officially we couldn't be open, but obviously there was a lot to take into consideration and just paying any gas and electric that we had on direct debits and obviously rent and the rent-free periods that they gave us, which obviously the money has to come from somewhere and the Cabman Shelter Fund is a charity and obviously they have to use their fundings to help us and without their help I don't think any of us would be open in the Green Hearts if we hadn't had that support. Yeah, a couple of years ago this was a really lively place wasn't it? Yes. And every year you've done fundraising for charities and I know you did a fundraising event in 2019 for the Taxi Drivers Charity for Children. Yeah. What's your focus this year and who are you raising money for? Uh, we've just had one which was for the Albany Taxi Charity. Uh, there, isn't a, there isn't a reason for particularly why we've changed. It was just I realised that there's more than one taxi charity and all the charities have been hit really hard. And we just thought, you know, if we can help anything to do with the trade and anything to do with a taxi driver's charity whichever one it may be you know the military vets um the warm-up the east london one the ltcfc and any of those that you know we're happy to do that and it was just a chance meeting with a cabbie called kenny who's the treasurer, I believe, of the Albany. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I bumped into him on the Poppy Remembrance Day, and we just had a chat, and then, you know, about the charities and how much charities have suffered during the COVID. And we said, I'd, well, I've, we, I sort of volunteered us and said, we'll do one for you this year. So. And you had an event on Friday, didn't you? But Yes, that but, was for the Albany. But for the Albany, yes. but drivers can still oh, contribute, do, can't please they? Please contribute. Yeah. I mean, I've not experienced a trip with the Albany yet, which I hope to do on the next one. But my previous years of the trip to Southend, you know, the joy that those children get is just so humbling. And it's just so nice, you know, to do something good. And if you can do something good when times are bad, that's an even bigger sign good. Yeah. But charities aside, I mean, Cab drivers should support the shelter, shouldn't they? And I mean, especially Russell Square, because I mean, you're worth the price of a cup of tea anyway, aren't you? Come on. I mean, cab but it is important because yes. otherwise they're going to be a dying exactly. breed, aren't they? And you know, that's why there is the Cabman Shelter Fund, and they do maintain and look after 
all the buildings and when you think of the history of where it all started and to think that you know what 150 years ago someone was in a shelter with a cup of tea that you know it's a London tradition just like the black cabs that no matter what we've got to hold on to it's our identity and you know they provide a service and it's part of us and our culture and our history and you know may it continue forever that's right so if uh, cab drivers want to support the Albany charity and the cab shelters to come down and they can still put money in the pot can't yes, they please do I mean we'll have a tin there and um, obviously share it between any taxi drivers charity that need any help after you know this really sad time that we've all had to suffer and deal with brilliant katie you're a godsend to this industry i'm going to ask you just to take your microphone off yeah you can just put it down oh it's pinned on my boobs hold on because uh, no because just put it down there because uh, I, I don't want the microphones to get any friction while i give you a great big gypsy kiss oh, <laughs> thank you Sean. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to everybody. Brilliant. Thanks, Katie. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. proved to be a tough year for everyone, not least of all cabbies. Some tried to stick it out, others sought out additional work. I transported children with additional needs to and from school and fortunately we was able to bring in about 25 other cabbies to do the same and that kept all of our heads above water. And a few, sadly, didn't make it. And so this year, our hearts and minds go out to the families of those we sadly left behind. Gentlemen, let nothing you dismay Remember Christ our Saviour was born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy Oh, tidings of comfort and joy 
certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Mm. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. all bad for everybody. Some cabbies went back to previous professions and decided to stay there. Other cabbies found a new way of doing things and a highlight for me was meeting Gary and Mark and between us we did a little podcast called Cab Class in which we interviewed 13 cabbies. Well I say interviewed, it was more like a chat amongst mates. But all of these cabbies had fantastic stories to tell. But the real nucleus of the podcast was the banter between Gary and Mark. And I met back up with them the other day for a bit of festive cheer. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cab Class, the Christmas special. The the 10 minute teaser we're giving you to tell you that we're coming back with a season 2. If you don't know me, my name's Gary. I've got my mate with me, Chelsea Mark. Alright mate? Hello again mate, welcome back. We're back, he's only given us another season. I can't believe it, we've got another season. What we've done, it was clever really, weren't we? We We all back. You yeah, put yeah. the contract on the table. Right? Oh, we started talking to other people. Channel Four's been in touch. Oh, they was they was going mad for us, weren't they? But oh, but yeah. we no, we we loyal to Sean. He upped the dough and, and we signed. Yeah, I turned down dancing on ice. Yeah, I was going in the jungle, but I got COVID. I couldn't go in there. But no, we're back. We're back with um, Sean, and uh, yeah, he's, well, we're looking forward to it. Right, if you don't know what we're on about, we were the brand new cab class for the cab trade. We had a, a weekly podcast going. We've done thirteen episodes. And the man who put it all together 
was Sean Paul Dunn. Yeah, you say you're loyal, but I did have to call you ten times <laughs> to come down to <laughs> do this. I mean, that was true. That, <laughs> that, that, was that, true. Is, that is actually true. He's so busy. Yeah, he was, yeah, but it's because he's so busy in the cab, it's hard to get. I mean, we, we ended up, we was going to do it at a set of traffic lights, weren't we? No, no, <laughs> we had to. Well, with Christmas approaching, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's all full go, isn't it? But good news for Sean, we're being re-locked down, so we're going to have more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like going from nothing to going full on. It, it was mental, it? wasn't it? It was, it was like, every, like a tap was turned on, wasn't yeah. it? But, uh, I, I, I haven't been driving a cab for 20 years. I can't think I've ever known it as busy as been in the last sort of like... November, well, from December. August... Yeah, it I was unbelievable. It was mad. And you think before that, I took another job because there was just no work out there. We yeah. couldn't get together. Yeah. But, and we put those... And we was really enjoying it. You know, we had sort of 13 great episodes. We had a prison guard. Yeah, we had Donna. We yeah, had Donna. I mean, I, 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 I don't think about we it every day, but I, I, I get some uh, great messages for Donna. <laughs> I pretend for me. I um I've drawn a rank outside her house and I just and I just I just stand there. I say, Hello Donna. She goes, You ain't gonna get a lot of work here? I said, I know I am. Can I use your toilet, Donna? No, she's lovely. We're just gonna uh, maybe great. get her back. So, that just yeah, that's one of them. So if you've not listened to the episodes, get on there. Well, we, we had a music mogul. We had Tony we? Walker. He, he, oh. he, we could have done ten hours on Tony Walker. There, he's it, a celebrity. He's well, brilliant. Since we've spoken to him, he, he's met 150 new celebrities. So he's got <laughs> he, new stories. He, he's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, it, so I don't think there's a time he goes out when he don't pick up someone famous. No. But I don't know how he does it because I don't pick up famous people. No, not at the rate he does. I mean, it's amazing, and he has a photo done with them all, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah talking about photos do you know what I never do that right? I never have photos I get quite embarrassed I don't like to ask for them so, and the one person who I picked up and I was so tough was Lee Evans the comedian Oh yeah, you look a bit like him. Do I? Really? You do a little bit, yeah. That's a bit. Uh, yeah, a little That's bit. Funny, isn't it? But anyway, <laughs> no, I thought, no. you know what? I'm going to build the courage. I said, look, Lee, do, do you mind? And he was all over the place, all jittery. I said, Lee, do you mind if I have a photo done? And he went, yeah, go on then. So I had the photo done. I was really pleased, and I sent it to everyone. And every message I got back was, who's that? The one time. But uh, yeah, so. What we're looking to do, we're going to start up season two, Mark. Yeah. And we're going to get some great new cab drivers on. Well, we, we've, we've got, I think we've got 19,872 to pick from yeah. left, and a uh, few are left to trade, but we, there's going to be a few characters in there, aren't there? Yeah, definitely. So definitely. expect it. If, if you get a call from us, please come on. We don't bite. Well, you've seen the combination of cab drivers you've got in GSS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, all, we've just met in Great Suffolk Street. <laughs> They've all moved down here from there's no Street. There's no pandemic in there. <laughs> oh, I, it, it, it's, um, it was like the hills of eyes, wasn't it? Yeah. But anyway, I'm but not sure if that's where it started. It, it, I think it might have started in the toilets here. Um, I mean, if, it all started from an egg sandwich. <laughs> if the world, if um, if Sage come down and check them toilets out, I think they'd shut the whole of Suffolk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, it ain't half difficult getting in here. No, isn't it? You need a helicopter. Chelsea won the Champions League since oh, I've seen you. Yeah. I've got a now, how long we go? Five minutes and <laughs> we go to right. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Now, um. So we're going to bring back a few, hopefully, and uh, we want to bring Rosh back because he's had a bad year and we, he's improving dramatically. Lewis, 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 yeah. Lewis, he's up a tree getting a cat yeah. as we speak. Yeah, but it's funny yeah. about Lewis because he told me that I'd unfollowed him on Twitter and was quite upset about it. But then he was unfollowed by everybody on Twitter because Twitter blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he loves a swear-up, doesn't he, on there? He does. But he we, we've got to get up. Lou back. I like Lou. 
He sits near me at Chelsea. Can you believe that? I could, I could throw. Oh, I saw a photo. I could throw. I could throw a coin and him on the back of the head. Yeah, friends of the show, you know. If you've not heard their episodes, go back and listen. Really good. Really lot of fun. Yeah, really yeah. nice fellas. And Jerry's. Listen to that as well. <laughs> well. Jerry was a great guy. Jerry was our only dirty dog, he and was. he was a great, he was a great character. So. Yeah, a real good sport. Yeah, he was a now. The idea is, if some of you cabbies are classy, which most of you are, and some are dirty dogs, we are asked you questions. That we you all know them. Yeah, we do know them. We do know the ones. So yeah. that that was always the aim of the show. We was going to root out the real scoundrels out there. Yeah. But we just found so many fascinating cab drivers. We wasn't able to do it. We've had some. We've had some three people. I mean. um Genuinely, please listen to George's um, one where uh, he's been a prison warden and listen to his stories. They're unbelievable. Uh, genuinely, the, the the career he's had, forget oh, cab driving. Forget it's the first thing people say. You tell them what you're doing, you know, and they go, oh, there ain't no interesting cabbies, but they really are. Oh, We've had some, fa- yeah. some fascinating careers and, and this was just their, their sort yeah. of retirement plan and it's so good to hear from them. We've had ex-policemen. We've had uh, footballers. Yeah. We've got singers. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're gonna we're gonna um, delve in again. We've got a few names, so so we're gonna just just get you up. You're only for an hour. Stay tuned for season two. Yeah. There is a Twitter account, uh, and I believe we're gonna upload all the first series. So you can have a listen if you haven't done so already, and get prepped ready for yeah, season two. Right, it is Christmas. So do you have any Christmas stories? Oh, um, are you doing tours, Gary? I've got a couple lined up next week. I had done them last year, the Christmas Lights Tour. I don't think they've been as big this year. Last yeah. year, obviously, they was fantastic. I've got a couple lined up next week, actually. So, uh, really get me into the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I've got two next week. Um, Christmas story. A, a lady told me this. A lady I picked up in Chelsea. I dropped her to a beautiful address at Eaton Square. Nice. And she said that, um, oh, I, I love black cab drivers. And she said, one Christmas day, I howled a cab driver. And I said, I don't want to go anywhere, but I, I can't bend down and put the turkey in the oven. Could you no. do it for me? And she gave him £50 to do it. I mean, what a job that was. She said, but she made me laugh. She said, uh, the cheeky cabbie said, do you want me to come back when it's ready? <laughs> and she said, no, it's okay. My guests will have arrived by then. I picked up a traditional looking Santa uh, from outside Turnmills on Clarkenwell Road. And by the time I got him to Villiers Street, he was a Mrs. Santa. <laughs> Completely transformed, totally. Obviously going into heaven. But the funny thing about it was about six months later, it was summer, and I picked up a businessman from Moorgate. And it was the Santa from Clarkenwell Road. And he oh. remembered me. And we, we both went down to Villiers Street. You were full of So funny, every journey, yeah. every time we ended up in Villiers Street. Yeah, yeah. That, that same cab driver picks me up every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite a good hangout down there. You've got a new cab, Sean, haven't you? I have got a new cab. Oh, I've well indulged, played, mate. I've indulged and I've saddled myself with 80 grand worth of debt. Yeah. But it, at the moment, it's worth it. God forbid we're going to lockdown. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've I know. noticed, Sean, you've not done it up. Christmassy. No. Are you a fan of that? I love no, seeing I am, I am cabs done up for no, Christmas. I don't, the I don't, tinsel, I don't. the Santa hats no. on the uh, on the seats. Well, the I intention is there, but by the time I get my head round doing it, it's all done and dusted. You know what I mean? It, it's um, we know we know about the price and all that, but it's a wonderful vehicle, mate. Oh, isn't it? It's an unbelievable vehicle. I bet you feel I feel proud to drive. I do, uh, and and you want to go out and work, and yeah. the punters love it. Yeah. And and you know the thing is, whatever people say about it, cab drivers, what they've done doing the knowledge to become a cab driver deserve a great vehicle yeah. you know they go hand in hand so I love it I felt a bit 
bit sad parking my Vito up. I parked it around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you two, you two. Mate, they wouldn't even let you in Great Suffolk Street. No, no, they wouldn't. No, they said you kill children. I said, okay, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to park further along, park further along. Diesel monsters. <laughs> we've got we've got asses like blood oranges. That's the trouble, that's isn't the it? Yeah. yeah, that's well, the price. That's not cab driving. That's that's <laughs> that's the price you pay for saving the planet. That that's, that's the it. yeah. That's but at least there's not a balloon payment in five years' time, is uh, there? Yeah, that's <laughs> why. Wouldn't think so. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> when you pay all that money for five years and then they go you've got to pay it again yeah <laughs> um, yeah. yeah all right right so uh, <laughs> yeah I hope you enjoy it and, and stay tuned you'll be informed about when we're going to start the new that's series that's right okay Merry Christmas everybody Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Good evening. This is a very buoyant Mick the Brit wishing you and your families a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and compliments of the season to one and all. Hello everyone, it's Andy from Twitter. I'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and an extremely prosperous 2022. Could be a big year for uh, the cab trade. Uh, so keep supporting UTEG and uh, they'll keep enabling you to fill your boots. Um, so may all your floats be flushed with fibres and your floors chewing gum free. Merry Christmas everyone. This is Taxi Leaks Jim Thomas wishing all our followers a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year.
Hello everybody. Hiya. This is Ursula and Mirna. Mirna and Ursula. We are the menopausal vegans. Yes, we are. We are two women in menopause with the hot flushes and very bad temper. Absolutely. You can ask Sean Paul Day. Yes, he can vouch for that. Yes. Uh, we have been in trouble today because I was just about to go to meet Ursula and realized I forgot microphones. Did you so. like, I heard that. We are in trouble. And you mean you are in trouble. <laughs> It's oh. raw we. You see, she should stand up by me and said we are in trouble. <laughs> so we would appreciate that you all leave him a little message on the Twitter. Oh, he likes being tweeted at. He's like to, he likes, likes to. Likes a bit of a tweet. Yeah, man. just tweet him and just say that our dolcetone was absolutely fabulous and we didn't need those mics. The voices of angels, darling, the voices of angels. Absolutely. As we are here under duress, he wants us to do episode of the 10 minutes. We can't do that. Well, basically known because Christmas has been cancelled. It might have been cancelled through the back door, but nothing much is happening, is it? We might have our baubles up. But yes. nothing much is happening no, besides really, the baubles. Because I tell you what, it is very sad because I went yesterday in my restaurant, local Indian, and had a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, it it's really, it was really empty. You could really? see how stressed out they were. You can see how men is supporting local businesses as a single-handed woman, single-handedly going out and eating all the restaurants out of all their supplies. I do, and I'm <laughs> going to tell you something. Sean and me has been going so mad about eating out. We might as well, I don't know, we might as well, we could have paid rent somewhere else. <laughs> Honestly, we have to really start. They are actually Rishi Sunak's secret weapon. <laughs> yes. Sean and Mirna will single-handedly. We don't need, we don't need. <laughs> save the hospitality sector. You don't need. I'm really when there's a graph, the whole of England will be in decline except Essex, which will be totally down to Sean and Mirna. And I'm going to tell you something. We go out and I do have a little bit more to drink and then really? I and then I no no I know I know Tim. you shock me <laughs> and then I think I'm like a little bit difficult to handle and I can't really? remember I'm so shocked and this is revelation this, as I can't remember anything next day I remember one day I came and I went great night it wasn't it and you could see the stress on it his wasn't face. for anybody else <laughs> anyway but what we would like to tell you listen to a podcast with Cabby Dukilis, and we've got the boys from the cab class. You have? We have. Promises, promises. Yes. Anyway, I asked them, I said, listen, why can Ursula and me come on the cab class? You know, with Gary. Do you know why? Because of our CD past. No. I know. What about can... our CD present? Exactly. Allow us to. Ex- no. This is what they said. Hold this on. This is discrimination against seeding us. I think and I'm not is. having it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I need the wine. <laughs> I had to stop working. No change there then. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, do you know what? I would just like to like recommend a couple of uh, restaurants locally from me. That's a surprise. From me. We are so that is kind of. Uh, around Havering area, Dagnam, Raynham, Hornchurch, Elm She's an Essex girl. She's a real Essex girl. Not only that, I'm an Essex girl. I'm undercover blondie from Essex. Oh, I'm South East London girl. You might see this creature in front of you, but yeah. really, because I'm undercover, I'm tall, blonde, beautiful, you know. Sorry, I can't see anybody <laughs> like that around here. <laughs> I told you, darling, I'm undercover. <laughs> I did have one gentleman in my cabin. He was blind. Really? He was absolutely fabulous company. Did you tell him about how beautiful? I did. You I did. We was laughing, and you know, we was start to talking, and he was telling me how you know what's happened to him, and 
I think it was later in life. And then I said, you know, I have to tell you in the end of it, I'm a really beautiful woman. <laughs> she was Miss Croatia, 1972. <laughs> 52. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to hear about these restaurants that you recommend. Oh, yes. You've been frequenting. Uh, we have, I'm going to tell you something. Tell I me. have discovered this absolutely fantastic Italian restaurant in Dagenham. Oh, this is Believe the one that you not. told me about. Yes. yes. It's called 22 when to do it. It's in uh, Broad Street. Somebody told me about it. Yeah. I tell you what. It's family run. It is. Probably it's the best like a family. Way. And this is why I would really say to people support your local yeah, businesses. Of course, yeah. Support your local businesses as they are struggling. But this restaurant, honestly, absolutely one of the best Italian foods. If you so go. Is there a big range of food there, like from pasta? Yes, you have pasta, pizza, fish. <laughs> chicken but you know and you have a <laughs> penne just pasta. turned into Gino De Campo yes, I did. just have to say and everybody know I'm more Gordon Ramsay girl <laughs> but I can't <laughs> we won't say why no anyway it's in the Broad Street it's a small little restaurant but it's a real gem it's absolutely fantastic yeah you've mentioned that to me many I times did, I'd like to go there as yeah, well I, I think they I tell you what I went there last time when I was with Sean because we have bring them so much business because I was so raving about these restaurants they gave me a bottle of wine Goodness bottle gracious. of wine so they they know your love of the of the grape yeah they, they? do yeah and that was the day when I decided to stop drinking <laughs> and I just said to Sean I can't and after that I drank mine and his limoncello we, we, we would have been rude not to absolutely absolutely then it's another restaurant that I discovered in the Elm Park it's and what called, kind of food is that then? it's Thai food it's Thai oh. orchid it's, it's absolutely Thai or kid as in, as in the flower? As in the flower, oh, as right. Orchidea in Croatia. Okay, right. Okay, Thank it's you for absolutely that. beautiful. Yeah. It's in, um, it's uh, the same. It's a small family run business. Did it's they give very, you a bottle of wine as well? No, they it? didn't. We oh. have been there only three times last oh, week. We just keep discovered going, it. Just keep going, we yeah. just <laughs> discovered it. And um, <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. It's in, uh, it's like South Parade, just where you park. For the station uh -huh. after 6 30 it's a free parking and the third restaurant is chili tree chili tree it's is in that Rainham. An, is that an indian or? it's an indian restaurant uh -huh. it's in the cherry tree you can bring what is absolutely fantastic <laughs> your own alcohol oh, right. and it's a couple How do you of manage to get in then with all your alcohol because you must have a you know truckload out We've got a Tesco Express <laughs> next to it. So all you do, you know, you just kind of do a little bit of exercise from Tesco ah, Express and back. I see, I see. One doesn't want to have about 10 bottles at the no, same time. No, I, I, I can imagine you've dug a tunnel between yes. the restaurant and the Tesco yes. Express. Of course, actually delivery it's from right, Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine that. Yeah, and this is actually from me, from moi. And is that a small family restaurant yes, as well? Yes, right. it is. Absolutely fantastic. I've been living there for years. So have you as well. been rotating between these three restaurants? Yes, really. Yeah. Yes, and now please don't expect Christmas presents from me because I'm <laughs> I'm financially embarrassed. Well, no, you're Rishi Sunak's economic yeah. solution for Essex. I think I mean, so. I think imagine, for that yeah. for that area for, for Havering area. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, what was the scheme that he put? Uh, eat, help out. To eat. Eat out, out to help out. So that was really from us. Please have a fun, wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas and a great new year doing absolutely nothing because you, you can't do anything. And 
if you're lucky, you might hear us on the cap class. Oh, we've got some stories Nobody's to tell. Nobody's that lucky, come on. We used to be little and large, and now we are... Large and larger. <laughs> Especially <laughs> after Christmas. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. That's pretty much it from me for this year, cabbies and cabets. But I just want to take this opportunity to thank you wonderful people for tuning in and for all of your support, because without you, we are nothing. So have a safe, joyous Christmas. Hopefully it will be a prosperous new year. And I look forward to seeing you all out there on the other side. But just before we go, there's that little gem from Taxi Leaks, Jim Thomas. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he wants to find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake He knows if you've been bad or good So you better be good for goodness sake You better watch out You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Well, it's time to wish viewers on the karaoke channel a very merry Christmas and a very prosperous new year and this year especially make sure you're not like him on the naughty list you're on a nice list like me isn't that right Santa you better watch out you better not cry you better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town He's making a list, checking it twice Wants to find out who's naughty or nice Santa Claus is coming to town He sees when you are sleeping He knows when you're awake he sees when you've been bad or good So you better be good for goodness sake You better watch out You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming To town Oh, it's snowing! <laughs>